1: Learn more at marines.com.
2: I have no idea why, but I'm feeling
3: so good this because it's week. a beautiful spring Feel day? It. Well, it's fall. Thanksgiving. It's actually, fall. It's, it's, yeah, fall. It's my bad. It's fall. It's a beautiful fall day. And you know, my favorite holiday is coming up. Mine, too. Yeah. And you a know, week, cr- A week away. I know. You know, Thanksgiving. Christmas sucks. It's the worst holiday ever. Well, I'm not going there. I'm just saying I love Thanksgiving. Well, Christmas sucks. Everybody just wants stuff. And listen, when I'm president of the United States, uh-huh. Once you get past 18, you don't get gifts. All right. That's yeah. the magic cutoff number. Okay.
2: We'll, we'll have much more time yeah. to talk but Christmas man, as it gets closer no, to Christmas. Nothing can
3: mess up Thanksgiving. No. Shout out to my place, Baby K's. Chuck will be there to get those two deep-fried turkeys, but it's 21st grade year. I'll deep-fry my own,
2: as I always do. I uh, just said, less dangerous. It's so mo- No, it's not.
3: Uh, if, uh, if you just... Thawed,
2: use, thawed. use your use your noggin I, I, I actually
3: finally uh, saw that come PSA. Mm-hmm. That why? Because you know, like ten people a year burn down their house doing Thanksgiving. Listen, damn fools! I'm sorry, that's not polite. Damn idiots! Thaw out your turkey. Yeah. If if um
2: if you're of, of a mind to, you could get online and and check out some. Uh, deep fried turkey fails video compilations. I, I don't even realize and you won't believe some of the stuff. I'm I don't saying. even
3: understand why you would throw a frozen turkey in there. Yeah. I'm I not who's not. I'm no has zero common sense. I know that's going to shock people. I know you would not put a frozen turkey in a frying thing. Yeah, that's just
2: stupid. It is. So that's that's lesson number one. Once you've mastered that, the rest is pretty easy. All right. How are you? I'm doing good, man. That's good. I can't wait. To, I gotta say something, though. It was kind of nice to have a little, a little break. That was great. We, we just had a little. Th- we don't call it break. We just, just had a little just two take time break. off. Time. Whoa. Well, we a week.
3: A two it was week. A week. Break. It was a week. Well, we had last week off. Yeah, that's a week. But we haven't, we haven't done this in two weeks. Uh, oh, okay. I'm you were you. Talking about just not going to work because anytime you get a day off work, it's always great. Yeah, it is. Yes. Now, what's on your mind? oh uh, uh, is this part of first of this all? This first, first of all. Yeah. Can this, can this fit
2: into first of all? We
3: can go. I got some good oh, stuff. We're off to a flying start. So I'm gonna start like I always do on a sad a couple sad notes, and I really feel bad because this guy's never probably gotten the recognition he deserves. He passed away. They glossed over it, and nobody said anything. Walter Davis. Walter was just a nice man. I mean, obviously you know he was a hell of a player. The Greyhound. The Greyhound. But just a nice man, and it it. it, it 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 was so glossed over, because he'd been out of the limelight for so long, and he had not been, you know, he wasn't on television and things like that, so out of sight, out of mind. But I just want to give my best, because man, I met Walter so many times, man, and hell of a player, but just a nice person. And he
2: didn't, he didn't seek the limelight, and he was, and he was just a humble kind I'm of a guy, and a guy great player who happened to be, yeah, happened to be a heck of a player.
3: And now, obviously, this guy here, you know, it's interesting, the media. They want me to bash this dude. Hey, Bobby Knight, one of the greatest coaches ever. I'm not going to bash Coach Knight because, number one, he was a genius. Did he make some mistakes? 100%. None of us are perfect. But strictly from a basketball standpoint, that man was a great, great coach. Didn't he cut you? He cut me. and From an uh, Olympic team. Yeah. And I should have made the team. But what's interesting about it, I said, okay, it's all good. Because going to the airport that day was me, John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Terry Porter. So All of you had gotten your walking papers? All of us got our walking papers. And like I say, wow. I felt like, I, I well, no doubt in my mind, I should have made the team. But he, for some reason, he didn't like me. What but, were your interactions like with him? We never had any bad interactions, to be honest with you. He just, you know, John Thompson, he he really was influential after the Olympics. He called me and my coach, Sonny Smith, and said, I deserve to make the team. He said he thought I was the second best player there, which I think I was too. (laughs) And what's funny about that story later, rest in peace, John Thompson, one of the best ever people I ever met. And Coach Knight, rest in peace. What's really funny about that story is Son uh he Sonny Sonny calls me, he said, Hey, John Thompson wanna talk to you. Come to my office at this time. And we put him on the speaker. John says, Hey, I just want you to know, you should have made it the Olympic team. Bobby just didn't like you. He never gave us a reason. He just didn't like you, which is fine. He said, But you were the second best player there. I said, Coach, that means uh well I'll tell you the rest <laughs> of the story. So he hangs, he said, said Coach, that means a lot you taking the time. So I hang up the phone. We hang up the phone. He says, who's better than you in college basketball? I said, there's a guy better than me. His name is Michael Jordan. Yep. I said, Coach, let me tell you something. It's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Because on that, what people forget, we started out with like 120 players uh, before we got down to the finals. And we went, uh, and so we were together for an extended period of time and like, there's probably 50 Hall of Famers was there during that time. Yeah. And, got the, I, we made it down to the um, the final cut but we started like at 120 so we played against these guys for like a week and I was like man this is like a who's who and I was probably the least known guy there to be honest with you because you know I wasn't well known at that time but man you I were put, probably I, more well known than John Stockton at that time
2: yes for sure
3: yeah. and, and actually and you know my roommate was actually Steve Alford really yes and uh you know, Steve, and I got to know Coach Knight's son, Pat, who's still good friends with me today. I love Pat. I reached out to Pat, tell him, man, I'm sorry for his loss. Because, you know, like, Coach Knight, like I say, he's flawed like all of us. He's a hell of a coach. But it was funny. I was like, son, it says, I got to do some research on this Michael Jordan. I said, don't worry about it. He's coming.
2: Yeah, no doubt. That was
3: impressive. So that was my two sad. Now, rest in peace to Walter Davis and Coach Knight. Ernie, you know I love sports, there's so much good. We get beat over the head with so much bad, but there's a couple things that happened in the last couple weeks, man, make my heart feel so good about sports. I can't wait to hear. I, I love these. Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs. Two weeks ago, Josh Dobbs was planned for my Arizona Cardinals. He gets traded on a Tuesday, which is the trade deadline. Don't know any plays. Traded to the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Does not know anybody on the team, don't know the plays, don't know the player's name. The starter, Kirk Cousins, get better, so blew his Achilles out a little bit. The starter gets hurt in the first quarter with a concussion. This is a game against the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. This kid comes off the bench. He says, I don't know any of the plays. He says, We'll teach him as we go. <laughs> and he plays great it's just and he's a great kid i don't i've only met him one time met him on a plane one time and then secondly this week he did it again at home and they're like well last week he didn't have time to be nervous or you know whatever he comes back out and did it again. That's so shout tremendous. out to Josh Dobbs. Man, you make me proud to be a Josh. Seizing the opportunity, Chuckster. And, and uh, being ready for it. Yeah. See, a lot of these guys say they're ready, especially in, in the NBA. They're like, well, when they play me, I'm going to be ready. Like, yeah, it's a little different when you go in there when they're using real bullets. Like, that ain't like, you can talk all the trash you want to. If you're not ready when the coach calls you, it, it's, it's fast. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, Eric Van Ruin, I think that's his name, won a ben golf. Van Benroin. Yeah. He won a golf tournament. He's a South African. Yes. And to see him and his caddy crying was, man, because they got a friend. Who's yeah, like new, a college teammate. Teammate, yes. Yeah. And to see the emotion that they showed, man, it just made my heart feel so good to play sports. And then just when I think it couldn't get better, Camillo Villegas, this week. And if you don't know the story, his young daughter died like a year ago. And he'd been just obviously I mean look, the kid I think I, I don't I don't I forget what what disease she had, but she battled, she battled, but she died like a two if I remember correctly. And he had been up and down in his golf game. And he was right in the hunt in that in that tournament that the Van Royen won. Yes. Yeah, and he came back and won this week, and man, to lose a young kid and try to still raise your family and play professional sports has got to be one of the crazy and like. He hadn't been relevant on the tour for X amount of years. Yeah, yeah He had been forgotten. Forgotten, and the last people only remember because he had that crazy way of <laughs> reading, reading, putts reading putts when he was done. So down man, the, it like just a it, yeah. it. So it just man. Shout out to Van Roen and Camille Bejegas and Josh Jobs. Man, y'all are an example. was great about sports. I know we get beat over the head with negativity. I mean, unfortunately, that's the society we live in today. But, man, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? Oh, go ahead. It's still your segment. Yeah, I want to say this. I take my word really serious when I'm on the podcast and I'm on television because I think it's really important to be honest, be sincere. I'm not going to address the Michigan situation, and I'll explain why. If I get on here and bash Jim Harbaugh, I don't know all the parameters, number one. But also, we went through the same thing with Cam Newton at Auburn. And that fool killed our trees. Rest in hell. I mean, I mean, rest in no, I meant rest in hell. That's what I meant. But I don't want to get on here and bash Jim Harbaugh in Michigan because it's kind of the exact same situation Auburn was in. When they had all those allegations and it, I, we can say if it's true or not, but Auburn ended up winning the national championship. So I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, hey, get rid of Jim Harbaugh. He should be this, should be that. Because like I say, if I'm going to be fair, and I try to always be fair when I'm on this thing or on our yeah. show, we, it, it was a exact similar situation with Auburn and Cam Newton and, we won the championship. What exactly are they accused of doing? Because I've
2: heard about this guy who was at the games and he was videoing yeah. it and then it's like, yeah. well, he never asked us for tickets or we never sent him anywhere. What can you do? What What are you allowed to do in college football in terms of
3: well, I think scouting opponents? Listening, talking to guys, everybody's doing it, number one. But you got caught. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't come back and say, well, other guys are robbing banks just because you got caught. Uh, So is something not right clearly? Are they out to get Jim Harbaugh? I think there's some truth in that because he kind of did them early in the season, like, hey, screw you guys. We'll sit out a couple games and I'll come back, which he did. Like I say, I never want to get on here and be a hypocrite, so I'm going to let it play out and keep my opinion to myself. Okay. Hey, one other thing, just
2: on the positive side of sports yes. and things like that to make you feel good. Shout out my daughter Maggie. Yes, at Buford High School because she had she staged the second annual unified softball game where her students. She's got the special needs class. Yes. at Buford High School. So her Special Olympics athletes um, had a softball game. They 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 split up the class, two sides. Um, some of the student athletes at Buford high school took the night to come and be part of it. So it's a unified effort, help them run the bases, everything else, play three innings, had a, had a, brings joy to your heart, character race. You had, you had little kids singing, take me out to the ball game. It was an awesome good for the soul night for the second straight year. So shout out to uh so let me get to you straight your daughter is you know how I
3: feel about teachers yes you know teachers are amazing especially maggie and special ed and your dad was a marine yeah and you just a lowly sportscaster? That's
2: exactly right. And my wife's a world changer. So but how about that? You, I mean, I just outkicked. Why are you here? I so outkicked my coverage. Why I are you here, it, Ernie? I know you're trying to tweak me, and it doesn't Wait, work. Wait, I'm I trying to tweak this, you and, yeah.
3: by spewing facts at you? Yeah, exactly. Everybody but in your, not fa- everybody not in your family you know is successful, and you're a lowly sportscaster. Yeah, yeah. you know why it's not going to work?
2: <laughs> because I'm in such a good mood right now. And you know one of the reasons I'm in such a good mood? Why is that? And I haven't even brought this up to you. And I don't think you realize it. What? This episode of the steam room is our 100th.
3: One zero zero? Our 100th episode. Is that huge? Man, that, that, I tell you what, uh, what that's impressive. <laughs> or that was one of the weakest confetti cannons. <laughs> hey, that was
2: so weird. Don't you have to pull that thing or push it? Here, throw me that bad boy. Okay. Ernie, you're gonna put somebody's aisle. Hopefully yours. <laughs> this is just a this is this is a non-working. <laughs> Be careful,
3: Arnie. That's what I was gonna say.
2: Hey, that's <laughs> a hundred episodes. Hey, <laughs> woo, hey. Congratulations, Ernest. Congratulations to you, Chester. Yeah. Man, here. A hundred episodes. And you know what's cool? We have some, uh, some video messages from folks who have been made aware that we are now celebrating 100 episodes of the Steam Room. Okay. Can't wait to see them.
0: Let's do it. Chuck and Ernie, my guys, 100 episodes. Congrats. I'm so honored to have been asked on your show. The first 100, I hope there are 1,000 more. You guys are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing, both of you. Our role models, both of you, are inspirations, and I'm proud to call you my friends. Congrats, guys.
2: How about Rex Chapman?
3: One of my favorite people. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite people. He was probably season one we had Rex on, I'm thinking. I think he was season one, but he's still one of of my favorite people. And he's hilarious. He is a good dude. Yeah, he's hilarious. Thank you, Rex. Appreciate that.
2: Uh, I think we we have more. Next one. Chuck and Ernie. Now we're doing congratulation videos
1: for a hundred podcasts. What is that like a participation trophy? Okay, I'll go along. Congratulations, guys, on a hundred episodes. And I'll even send you a ribbon to
0: go with it.
3: Cubes. You know, Mark, man. Does that's a f- he, first of all, I consider him a friend. I love that. And uh, you know, we are participating trophies now. hundred episodes, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not like saying, hey,
2: uh, they just did their fifth. Um, but still, I think probably some folks out there have more than 100 pods under their belt, but who knows?
3: Uh, I'll be surprised. It's yeah. only top of the line going to have more than 100. Yeah, you're right. I mean, no riffraff going to have 100. No, this is true. Yeah. Next.
2: Chuck and Ernie, 100 episodes of the Steam Room. Congratulations, guys. What a milestone. Uh Chuck, just stop avoiding me on the golf course. I've texted you like 200 times asking you to golf. Ernie, I don't know what this guy's doing, but he's scared of me on the golf course, and I suck. I'm a terrible golfer, so I don't I don't know what's going on. Miss you guys, hope you have me again soon. I don't know, sometime. I live right down the road, Chuck, so let's get to it. Love you guys, congratulations. Quit ducking J.J. Watt, well, first of yeah. all. Quit ducking him. First of
3: all, I'm sick of him saying I'm ducking him. Yeah, well, obviously, you play anybody. Why yeah. are you not playing him? Well, he's got a job now. And so he's ducking me. And he can't beat me. I'm sure of that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. You so guys had that conversation when we were doing the match one year.
3: We've, yeah, we've had that. And yeah. so he started, he's right. We started texting each other, trying to set it up. And you know, he last year, I'm trying to get him to come to Tahoe. But I think he'll be great in Tahoe. But last year, he came up with some lame excuse, like he had a wedding. I'm like, it wasn't your wedding. Uh, he could have came. Yeah. But, man, thank you, J.J., and uh, I need you, brother. I want you bad. All right. Um, I think we have one more.
0: Hello, Charles. Hello, Ernie. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. I'm being groomed right now. And thinking about you and your 100th episode of your podcast, many said it wouldn't make it to 10 Episode. actually i'm the one that said that um, <laughs> after being on it but it did we're at a hundred congratulations here's to ten thousand more
3: you know i don't want to do ten thousand more he was, Jimmy. he was one of my favorite guests because he was talking about people always talk about overnight sensations and he talked about all the crap towns he no was doubt. in before he finally like was really successful because people always look at the finished product. One of my good friends is Darius Rucker. And he always talked about his band came out of nowhere. He says, man, we have been playing forever. Forever. And then we finally got a big hit that hit. But there's no such thing as an overnight sensation. People like Jimmy man, he put but when he was telling about, I don't, if I remember correctly, he said, I was in Nebraska. I was somewhere down in Florida. Yeah, he was all over the he place. He was all over the place. But people always always think like, he just woke up one day and he had the Jimmy Kimmel show. I'm going to take him up to, he always invite me to Idaho to go fishing with him. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't like the fly fishing thing. It's just well, expand your horizons a little bit there, Yeah, I like Renaissance to, man. I like, I like to sit there and drink beer and will look for the little sucker to go down under the water. You know, I'm a drinker. I'm a drinking fisherman. I'm not out there like trying to be. All...
2: You're not going to be out there in those hip waiters and, no, that no, hat and no, that, no, 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 no. That... I'm not trying to be all Whatever Logan, Logan like Martin. That. Is yeah.
3: it Logan Martin? Uh, Roland Martin. Roland Martin. Okay. 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 That's the lake. That's that's the lake in my hometown, Logan. Um, okay, so that's that's kind of an extended
2: first segment. Thanks to all the guys who took time, who took the time to record those nice JJ's messages. JJ's doing a good job on TV, on our, too. On our, on our 100th who Yeah, is, JJ's doing a good job yes, on television. Uh, our 100th episode. And I want you to think about something now, Chuck. For an episode this auspicious, our 100th, don't you think it requires an extra,
3: extra, extra special, special
2: guest who's going to join us in the next segment? And you have no idea who it is.
3: Yeah, I didn't like that when I saw the sheet. What sheet? Yeah, you know, I got the thing that Rabbit says a surprise guest. Yeah,
2: but it's our hundred. But it didn't say on the sheet. No, it didn't say me who it 100th was. It did either. not.
3: But so I, I'll, I'll I want you some... to
2: think. I want you to think top three in your mind. If you could, if any of the, your top three who would be on this podcast on our one hundredth episode, I want you to. Get that person in mind. We'll see if perhaps your dream comes true when we come <laughs> back. Let's do it. We welcome you back to this uh, festive episode of the Steam I'm pumped now. This 100th episode. We had those nice congratulatory videos that were sent our way. Um, but now we got something big, and now we got something big, and I and I hope that you have been thinking, uh, like like on your wish list. And I told you like your top three, who who would the guest be that you would want to well, have you, on our one hundredth
3: episode? Well, you know I'm trying to get President Obama on here. Uh huh. You yeah. know that. Shout out Reggie Love. Make get it mm-hmm. done, Reggie. We need President Obama on the podcast. Well, uh, is this person a, a a female or a male? No hints. Because, you know, Sal, oh, Sa- Sally Field was hard to beat. Yes. yeah, she was hard to beat. Uh, can I get any hits?
2: No, I'm just going to say this to you. I hope this meets your criteria. Let's see the guest. Oh, the legendary longtime producer of Inside the NBA, Tim Kiley, on episode number Hello, 100. boy. Hey, let me tell you something.
3: Before we go any farther. are you disappointed, Chuck? Hey, no, I'm not disappointed because I got to tell this story. I know, but let's say hello oh, no, first. no, 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 no. Let's say hello to TK.
2: You, you know what? Oh, I got to tell no, you. no, no. no. no I got TK. Hey, I got to hey, tell hey. this story to hey, the world. Retirement, <laughs> retirement. Is really looking good on you he TK. just got back from Thank Iceland. You, Ernie. He just, just got back you. from Iceland. I know where where people are evacuating.
0: I started earthquakes there.
2: I guess you spend all your time just rearranging the Emmys in
3: your in the background.
2: Yes,
0: yes, I do. Dusting them off already, you know. Yeah.
1: Hey,
3: having all those Emmys in the background, as they say, that's just a gross display of power.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all I got left, Chuck, especially when I see. What's happening to the production value or any of our show? I mean the, 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 the pop gun doesn't work. Oh those were it would have
3: worked if if it, if, it, if you had been in the studio, first of all, be a sitting home, fire somebody, TK. Fire somebody for making that yeah. not work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our our confetti cannon operators are, are looking for work. <laughs> um so so TK, it's wonderful to see you. You were part of this part of this podcast from the uh, beginning from the beginning for the first four seasons and now we're in season five now we've got a hundred episodes and now we got this unbelievable story from Chuckster this is awesome tell this in all <laughs> of its glory Chuck this is tremendous let me
0: let me start it let me start it and and I'll stop Chuck I got a text the biggest game of the week two weeks ago was the Cowboys and the Eagles and I got a text from Chuck saying do you want to see the Eagles game? Nope, 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 Sorry, nope. You no, want to no, nope. see the Eagles. You want to see the Eagles. You want to see the Eagles. That's what you said. Yes. That's it. And I said, okay, I'm in. And I go ahead, Chuck. So the Eagles, you, you know that's my band. That's your favorite so band. So they were here. So
2: for you fo- folks at home, there's a Philadelphia Eagles who are a football team in the NFL. Who play on Sunday. And there's <laughs> the Eagles who uh, are a legendary uh, rock and roll hall of fame band.
3: So... I sent TK a text. I think Thursday. It was either Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. I says, "Hey, you want to go to see the Eagles Saturday?" He like count me in, count me in. So I fly, and you tell him, and
2: you tell him you will take care of his accommodations. Yes,
3: I said. So I'm flying to Atlanta the day before the concert. Where were you? Were you in Phoenix? I was in New York. Okay. I was in New York. So I fly to Atlanta Friday. I said, hey, he says, what I do for accommodations? I said, I'll get you a hotel room. He says, oh, that's perfect. So I get a hotel room. He calls me about 1 o'clock Saturday.
2: Hey, they don't the have- The day of the concert. The day of the
3: concert. He says- they don't have a reservation. I said, I handle that personally. So I said, I'll be right down. So I leave the condo, go down to the front desk. I says, hey, my friend said he was down here trying to check in. Here in Atlanta at the Four Seasons. Yes, where the concert is. I says, yo, man, where are you at? He says, we just landed in Philly. I'm at the Four Seasons. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. You just left Atlanta to fly to Philly. I said, TK, the Eagles concert us tonight. He says, "I thought you meant the Eagles game." <laughs> TK, this is this is ridiculous, TK. This is,
1: oh, this, is this is along the lines. There were of,
2: a few when he was talking to uh, Fratello. Mike Fratello, and thought he was talking to Steve Fiorello, and wouldn't.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, it beats that. It yeah. beats that. I'm out 1200 bucks of a plane fare, so there you go. <laughs> hey, Ernie, Ernie, I sent him text saying, I'm flying in. No, no, And no. he doesn't. No, support. you said. You don't, you, you don't even read your text. You don't even read your text. So you could have short circuited this if you had read his text and said, I'm flying in. He could have said, Well, wait, where are you flying? Where are you flying to? Yeah. No, I think
3: like, no. Okay, I wouldn't. I, mean, pay, I probably t-
0: wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize you were. Oh uh, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
3: I, I I wouldn't text you to come to another state to see a concert. In fairness,
0: yeah, I, I was like, I was thinking it was a football game. T- I was all set to be well, sitting in the box, that's a, that's a, a, beer. That's a That's another day too. The football game's
3: on Sunday. I said, wow. I said. <laughs> oh my God. I I was laughing so hard. I said, yo, man, what's city? Where are you at? He says, We just got to Philly. I says, TK, the concert's in Atlanta. That is TK. <laughs>
2: I would just love to have seen your face when you, you should got have seen that Mars word. face. Man.
0: Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Hey, on the anniversary of the hundredth show, there's an anniversary yet. I wanted to bring up, I figured you'd have a story or two, Chuck. Good Cap, roll it. It was 1979 on this day. Our friend, Daryl Dawkins, <laughs> look at he that. was a monster. He was a monster. Chuck, the Chuck, you played with him, right? How long did
3: you play with him? Just a year. He was, rest in peace, one of the nicest men. Always in a good mood. Always was dressed in different, as we would say. Because he was very colorful on his outfit. But a gentle giant. A nice man. It was an honor and a privilege to to, to be a a casual friend of his. But uh, Chocolate Thunder was awesome, TK.
0: He was flat out awesome. Do you remember that he named that dunk the Chocolate Thunder flying, Robozine crying, teeth shaking, glass breaking, rump roasting, bun toasting, Wham bam glassmaker that I am.
3: Amen.
2: Look at TK doing research, man. He's retired, but look at him doing research. I guarantee. <laughs> and so coming
3: to the pod prepared. You know somebody got
0: that for him. Coming to the so, pod. TK, want not you ask him
3: to come clean? Somebody
2: <laughs> got that for him. Just
3: remember
0: this: come to I'm the. I'm the guy that went prepared. to Philadelphia to see the Eagles. That's yeah. I'm the guy that went to Philadelphia.
2: That is so <laughs> unbelievable, TK. I just love that story. That
0: that's. <laughs> that that takes over for the Fiorello Fratello oh, yeah, story. No, that, yeah. Thanks Fi- for getting me off the hook with Fratello. Uh, no problem, Chuck. I'm glad to serve. Glad to serve. As
3: my boy Roy Green says, once you get up in the morning, your day
0: complete, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Hey, Chuck, I just wanted to get your reaction to something. You know where I can get $76 million? Well, you got to get a job, don't do very well, and get
3: fired. You know you think it's a little much? I think that's the way you know, I don't understand. Um and this is not the first time I'm saying this. I don't understand these buyouts. I don't understand these buyouts. I really don't. Coaching is the only job where you can do a bad job and get fired and still get a buyout. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair to the university. I really don't. Um I think they need to do something about it. The money's—it's coming from somewhere. They could be doing more for the sports program or stuff for the university. Now, you look at Texas A&M. They're going to get this man like $75 million to sit at home. But they're probably going to have to pay more than that to bring a new coach in. And it's its coming out of some program Well, it's probably coming out of some of the women's programs, in fairness and honesty, because they're not going to do anything to football and basketball. But to lose a couple hundred million dollars, that money could have been well spent on women's sports and things like that. Of
2: course, you guys are talking about Jimbo Fisher at the Texas Uh, A&M.
3: But, man, making all that money for sitting doing absolutely nothing, that's crazy. And I just don't understand this whole bowel thing. When you get fired... You get fired.
2: Damn
0: right. Yeah. Well, how many years did he have left on his contract? A little under 10. I mean, they extended it yeah, once. Well, uh, well so look, he had, it was like. If you're
2: going to sign a guy to that kind of money and you're going to fire him early, yep. he, the reason he signed the extension is because that was guaranteed money. Yeah. he. I don't understand the extension either. Well,. Then you got to go back Crazy. to that yeah. to that part of the equation, but don't, it's to, not not Jimbo Fisher's fault. Well, Texas A and M said, "Hey, please sign here,"
3: and he did, and now they said we don't want you, you. You know my rule about I don't think we should ever say somebody should get fired, right? That's always been my rule because uh, I think it's wrong to say that. But somebody should get fired. Somebody should get fired other than Jimbo Fisher for giving him that contract. Okay, and there you go. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Yeah, don't blame Jimbo. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that contracts like that should be limited to the the X amount of years. Uh, That's just my personal opinion. I'm going to limit you to X amount of years. It can be four or five. And a lot of coaches, and I have no problem with this, if you have success, it will roll over another year. Mm -hmm. That, to me, would be a fair way to do it instead of giving guys that much money for nobody deserves a 10 year contract. Because sports are too fluid. Uh sports are way too fluid
2: for you yeah. to assume that. That's and but it's an interesting thing because if you if you don't offer him that big a deal, okay, I'm gonna go somewhere else. But Where you can somebody have, will do it. But if but if but if you say there should be a limit. No, but I'm the saying the most you the most you can offer somebody is
3: this? No, I don't mind how the money, but I'm saying no, years wise. Years wise. That's what I'm saying. That, like, and if you have success, you roll it over. So a if lot you're of, on a
2: five year deal, and, and, hey, and we're you rolling have, that over again, if, yeah.
3: if you have success, yeah. But if you're not successful, we're not extending you. I, that's what my problem. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: So well, that's the kind of deal TK had when he was here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why yeah, he was rolled you. over
2: and over and over.
0: Yeah. Oh, over and over and over. Hey, speaking of embarrassing moments, Ernie Chuck, did you guys see any of the uh, the Manning cast last night? No, I did not. I did not. No, I did not. Well, we all know Charles' uh, choice of underwear or lack thereof. Yeah. We it's still going camo- go
3: camouflage? i still yeah, going camouflage. I'm still going camouflage. No draws, Ernie.
0: Camouflage. Yeah. That's what remember. That's what he used no, to say. No, camouflage, Comanche,
3: com, 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 yeah, Comanche.
2: He's going yeah, Comanche. Yeah, yeah, I
3: told you. I burn the draw, not commando,
0: like, not Comanche, not camouflage. Told you, burn the drawers. <laughs> so
2: what happened now, TK?
0: Patrick Mahomes admitted that he wears the same pair of underwear every single game of his career, and he only washes it when he lo- when he loses. Oh my goodness! So he wears the same drawers every game. And you you know how often they lose? That's the only time he washes it, Chuck. He's a, any he's, thoughts?
3: He got to be a funky dude then, because they don't lose that often. <laughs> Man, he, uh, Pat got Pat got to be not minty fresh. Why mm. wouldn't he? Well, you got to wash your drawers. Not that I have any, cause that's yeah I know. That, I mean, that, cause that's got to be a little crispy after a game. Yeah. We could really use a loss, man. <laughs> hey, was a little hey, uncomfortable hey, in the pocket hey, today. Hey, the guy, man, I
2: hope we lose. Hey,
3: the guy, the guys next to him, be like, uh. hey, I'm trying to be a team player, but we need a loss desperately.
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah.
3: The guy next to him be like, yeah, man. Yeah, hey, just- guys, let's get a loss. Hey, it's fourth and
0: six. <laughs> Overthrow, please, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you guys are beautiful. Well, congratulations on a hundred. Uh, podcast hey nice, and, uh, man.
3: you've been here the whole time brother yeah
0: appreciate you tk well same here ernie and i just want to thank you guys for everything that you've always done and and i don't know if you can help me i'm looking for frank sinatra tickets in uh, brooklyn if you guys know where to get any
3: uh you know hey i i, I got you for any eagles concert yeah I, I got you i call my boy deacon fry tell you what man they put on a hell of a show uh-huh. i know you
2: i know you love the eagles yeah. you really do and tk uh, now that I, I look at this shot, and it's so nicely framed, but uh, uh, I did see a I did see a memo from WBD that said they were missing a microphone, um, and that oh, if yeah. anybody sees the microphone, uh, they need to <laughs> have it turned in.
0: Uh, nothing to see here, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving along, you're the best, DK. Great. Love you, brother. You guys are the best. Sorry, I didn't make your top three, Chuck. Oh yeah. uh, no, uh, hey. You were number seven. Don't forget. All right. Hey, I can't wait for uh, December 12th, Ernie, or December 14th, is it? Uh, Yes, yes
2: indeed, as a matter of fact. Uh, the December, induction.
0: December 12th, as the a 12th. matter of fact. Yeah. See, I'm I'll, I'll, be, there there on, I'll be there on the 14th, Ernie. Right.
2: Yeah, there you go. Love it, you, brother. Hey, <laughs> it's in New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Come and join us in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam
2: room. You do get great joy out of listening to yourself sing
3: along with the thing. Ernie, it's not my fault. Um, I'm probably the greatest living karaoke singer in the world. This has been so I got a new one now. A new karaoke, a go-to karaoke song? Heaven by Kane Brown. That's your go-to? Right now. I just tried it out. Mm-hmm. I, I need a little work because I just did it for the first time publicly. Did you really? Yeah. When was this and where was this? Uh, at my, at my, I got a place called Ernie's. it's called Ernie's, believe it or not. Do you really? Yeah. And I tra- Do you get emotional when you go to Ernie's? <laughs> no, I was like, damn, I can't get away from this guy. Yeah. I where, is, where is Ernie's? It's like a couple blocks of my house in Scottsdale. Wow. They got they have a, a whole, like, it's like a regular bar and a karaoke lounge side by side, and I like to go there. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've been listening to Kane. I So I'm going to this country music stage in my life.
2: But you've always liked country music.
3: I have, but I'm all I'm listening to right now. You know, I saw Chris Stapleton a couple months ago, and he was amazing. But then between, you know, I've been into Dan and Shay for the last couple right. of years, but Kane Brown... It's called oh, heaven. Heaven. Give us just a little taste. Give us 10 seconds. People talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. But I can't think any place I'd rather be than right here with you, baby. I think that's it.
2: Wow, well, that's absolutely stunning.
3: All right, so everybody's talking about heaven like they can't just can't wait to go. This is like a i
2: don't, even, I, have, I I don't even know what kind of are you really going to do it like that when you're k- karaoke and like you're whispering it like it's this this breathless well, it's version a, it's,
3: it's a love song Uh huh. well it's, it's not something you just belt out
2: uh-huh. i bet i bet kane brown when he sings it has a little more oomph to it than that
3: yeah but like
2: or else it wouldn't have been a hit
3: that's a good point
2: good thank you uh <laughs> this has been such a fun day we've you know we're celebrating <laughs> a. um this this great episode number one hundred and, and thank we had for, number, the, for the people. We had some confetti cannons that didn't work.
3: Yep, that's true.
2: There's one more. You
3: gone, whoever job that was. I
2: think we have one more. Let's see that.
3: Wow. Oh, dog my cats. That one worked. That
2: one worked. That one definitely worked. That one There was some projectile. <laughs> hey, I think we've I think we've got uh, we've got an opening for a camera operator here, too. Wow. Man, that was.
3: We were going to keep
2: getting it till we got it right. Yeah, well, that one was right. That was a good shot, E. That was tremendous. You All right. So now it's time for Chuck's answering machine. Uh, you know the number, Chuck? <laughs> I don't. 404 987
3: 0333.
2: Okay. Couldn't even get one. 404 987 0330. Call number one.
3: Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley.
1: Leave me a message. Hey, fellas. It's Staff here, original loyal steamer. Proud to say that I was listening from episode one all the way to 100. A big congratulations to you both on reaching this milestone, especially you, Ernie. I know you and some of the Turner folks had to convince Chuck, in spite of his skepticism, that recording a podcast would be fun and informative, and I'm sure at times therapeutic too. Now, speaking of congratulations, I'm curious. What's the best or strangest congratulations message or gift you've ever received? All the best for a great season. Stav.
3: You know, he's Mm. probably my favorite person, you know, your favorite person, person person dealing with the podcast. Okay. Because favorite caller on the favorite caller, because he's been here from day one. Yes. And even though he lied to us about the beer, We've never gotten it. Supply chain. <laughs> Wait, supply chain issue. Okay. Okay. That's nice try. Um, supply That's chain. That's my
2: story and I'm sticking to it.
3: I guess we probably got to go to his country. Yeah. And and what we, and he going to buy drinks. But we appreciate his support uh, from day one. Strangest, Strangest
2: gift. Strangest congratulations gift. I don't know. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a, a really tough one.
3: Good, That's a really good question.
2: I, I liked the calls today. They, those those were fun. Every Everybody took them in their, uh, you know, like Jimmy was like, hey, I didn't think you guys would make it to 10 episodes, and that's after being on the episode. And <laughs> Cuban, you know, really, we're doing this, uh, our participation award. So, uh,
3: no, those are good. I like, yeah. I like the tongue-in-cheek
2: so, uh, yeah. uh, congratulations. Because,
3: awesome. you know, the podcast staff says something – Yes, when we first started this thing, I thought it was stupid as hell. Correct, but it's actually turned into one of the more enjoyable things I've done. The the people we have talked to uh, have been amazing, and what's really crazy and weird, I do a couple of people podcasts who I who I like. I don't do anybody podcasts who I don't like, obviously but I've actually never listened to a podcast and I've done obviously a hundred of hours, Yeah. but I probably done another 30. I would say at least at, yeah, at least 30, but I've never actually listened to a podcast. Yeah. Well, that's really
2: interesting. Here's the next call.
1: Hey, guys, it's your second favorite school teacher, Mr. Richardson. Ernie's daughter is clearly your favorite. I still shamelessly steal elements of Inside the NBA and use it in my classroom writing show. Come to congratulate you on episode 100. I've been listening since the beginning, and it's such a great milestone for you guys. Congratulations. Uh, i got two kids in college now. My son's at the University of Buffalo. My daughter's at Penn State. I'm on the road a lot and happy to have you guys back for another season. I have a question, though. You're both Hall of Famers, basketball legends. And I'm sure you get asked questions all the time about playing in and covering the NBA, what it's like working with Shaq. Why does Kenny run like that? My question is, at episode 100, have you reached the point where people come up to you and the first question or comment they say to you is about the podcast? Like, that's what they leave with. Also, do you know any athletes or celebrities who are listening to the podcast like we all are? Talk to you guys soon.
2: You know what? Where were we last year for the – Eastern conference finals. We were in Boston Boston and and Miami. Miami. And I'm going to get coffee, uh, uh, in Boston and was stopped. And a woman said, Oh, can I take a selfie? Sure. I listened to the steam room every time. And I was like, well, that that's, that's the, that's, that's one of the rare times that it wasn't a, Hey, inside the NBA kind of a thing. It was Listen to the steam room all the time. So, yes, it happens. It happens. Mr.
3: Richardson. Well, one thing that's really, really stupid, I'm not going to lie, every day, all day, no matter what time of year, where's Ernie? Where's Kenny? I know. Where's Shaq? Yeah, man. We don't live together, fool. We just work together. I get that all the time, too. I was like, damn. Yeah. We work together. We don't, like. Hey, where's Charles? And
2: people think it's like the first time I've ever heard it. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, where's Charles? (laughs) Arizona? Yeah. There's not enough food here. He's not here.
3: It makes me laugh every time. I like, sometimes I be thinking, they have my pocket. I just bring him out on the show.
2: Yeah. You just see him when you go to Ernie's in Scottsdale. (laughs) That's
3: right. No, but it's so funny, man, because. Uh yeah but people we really appreciate the support on the podcast and obviously on our TV show but I, I get a kick out of you're right every time like where's where the guys at we're Like we're inseparable yeah i know like you know we just work together we don't live together we actually live in But what if we did live together? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild? What if we all shared a house? We can't. We can't share a house no, with Shaq. He's an animal. Yeah. The dude don't flush the toilet.
2: That's true. That's a uh, that's a deal breaker. Next call
1: Chuck and Ernie, this is Harry Myrie congratulating and thanking you both for 100 episodes of The Steam Room. The great drummers. We're talking 100, first of all. It's 100 answering machines. 100 times Chuck did not watch Whiplash. Uh, Hundreds (laughs) of Krispy Kreme donuts. I think there was two Georgia national titles in there. And perhaps most personally meaningful to me, a hundred drum sets successfully donated to a hundred schools. The world is fuller than ever with joyful noise because of y'all's hijinks and generosity, man. So as I hang up here, while we're on a sentimental note, a question I've always wanted to ask you both is, what is a crowning moment you can remember on the court, or Ernie, in your case, on the baseball field, from any time in your sports journey? Doesn't have to be at the highest level. You could have been six years old in Little League, any sport. All right. Congrats to you two, producer Calf and all you sweet hooligans behind the scenes in the steam room. <laughs> See ya.
3: Well, first, I want to make sure I, my man who called earlier. Thank him for being a teacher.
2: Yes, you Mr. Know, Richards. Yeah,
3: yeah. Thank you for being a teacher, Harry. Man, I was a. It was really. It was an honor to donate those hundred drum sets. Get these kids an opportunity. Uh, that was cool. Well, in fairness, uh, to be honest, it's different at every level. Your success was just a great moment. Like I remember the first time I got our team to the state tournament in in Leeds. Yeah, because my my team, our school had never been to the state tournament, and we we got beat every year when I was younger. And it was you know sports mean a big deal in these small towns. And when we finally got to the state tournament, that was really a great moment. For me personally and our whole city. And then when I got to Auburn, Auburn had never made it to the tournament. And when we finally got there, I was so excited. Said, they never say Auburn's never been to March Madness. Uh, as far as the NBA, man, the first night you go to the NBA is like you're on cloud nine. And like, All the hard work, all the effort, especially if you know you're going to make it. Like most first round draft picks are going to make it. So that was such a a great feeling. And, you know, and uh, and so, and obviously I didn't win a championship, but I will tell you this, and it doesn't matter what I say because people are not going to believe me. Even if I had won a championship, that would have been amazing. But the dream team, when you're standing there and they're playing the national anthem, it is one of the a most amazing feelings. Like, we were looking at each other, like, man, I got goosebumps. Like, when you represent your country and they're playing that anthem when you win the gold medal, it is one of the coolest, most amazing things I've ever felt in my life. And you know, that is, um,
2: the percentage of folks who can say that these are chronic, crowning moments in their athletic careers is so small, small. I mean, you're in such a select group that for the vast majority of the listeners of the steam room, nobody can, nobody can touch that. Nobody can relate to that. Most of the folks are just like more like me, who loved sports, loved to play them growing up, and then had to get real jobs eventually yeah. in our lives. But you know what? To answer Harry's question, when I'm in seventh grade, playing for St. Jude's, and, uh, and we're in the championship game of our league against Westminster, and my dad's the coach of our basketball team, and it was... The championship game, under like five seconds to go in the game, they foul me on purpose. I hadn't scored in the game. We had three guys who could shoot the lights out. So the the Westminster coach was afraid one of those guys is going to beat us. This big kid on the other team picks me up off the ground at center court to send me to the free throw line. Bang, bang. Two free it. throws. We won the game. That's awesome. And it was unbelievable. And you know why it was cool? Because it was like my dad was a coach, and we had gone to the championship game, and we beat these guys. And it was and it was hitting two free throws under pressure.
3: You know, uh, I want to piggyback on something Ernie said also. Success. We Too many people, success is comes in many different ways. It's not how much money you make, it's not how big your house is, not how many cars you got. When I speak to young kids, I always tell them, I say, it's called self-esteem for a reason. You have to be at peace with yourself. If you're sitting around worrying about what everybody else thinks, your head's going to be on a swivel and you're never going to be happy. Like, if you're a secretary, be the best secretary. If you're, uh, if you're a garbage man, be the best garbage man. That's success. It ain't about your bank account and how big your house is. I think that's one of the problems we've gotten really away from. It's been going on forever, but everybody's not going to be rich and famous and play in the NFL or the NBA, whatever. But at some point, as a person, you'd be like, I'm good with my life. Like, I'm a terrific cameraman. This is what I want. I'm doing what I want to do. I want to do. I'm happy. At it. yeah I'm healthy. And until you get that self-esteem and be at peace with yourself, you're never gonna be happy. Comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. There well, that's go. pretty
2: good. It is. I, yeah. I mean it's not it's not my original thought. I'm just parroting that, but it's it's true, man. If you, no, you don't have if all you're gonna original do is comparison. Thought. If all, if all you're going to do is compare to what somebody else is doing,
3: you're going to go gonna crazy. You steal your joy. You steal your joy. All right, next.
1: Yes, hello. This is Ben Spitalnik, friend of Ernie's, colleagues of Charles. You referenced me on the last Steam Room, and I believe Charles called me some sort of Halloween costume, perhaps a troll. Just calling to say I feel as though that was unprovoked and flat out unkind. I'm 5'10, which apparently is a troll type. I just wanted to leave a message to Charles standing up to bullying. I'm also going to take up for my guy Shaquille O'Neal. Since you're always ragging on him for riding Kobe and Dwayne's coattails, let me congratulate you on 100 shows, Ernie. uh, Chuck, we know you're just riding Ernie Johnson's Hall of Fame coattails. It's fine, though. I'm fine. The whole thing's fine. It's not like my kids call me Daddy Troll or anything now. Uh, Congrats on the Milestone fellas. Super impressive. Wow, Ben. All, he, thank he, you he, so much, First of ben. all, he
3: must have on pumps, as some heels. Ben ain't 5'10". Well,
2: I don't know if he's wearing pumps and heels. See,
3: well, if he's trying to skate to 5'10", he is. Ben, yeah. ben is not 5'10". All right. I've been working with Ben for many years. 5'10", he got some platforms, some pumps, or some, or some dog Martins. There's no way he's 5'10". Now, I will admit this. Ben... Yeah, I can't say anything positive about Ben. I'll I can't. It. You know what?
2: what? I went to his son's bar mitzvah Saturday. Did you? Yeah, I went to Jacob's uh, bar mitzvah, and it was awesome, and uh, a very cool event.
3: Well, I guess uh, I got, got to check my mail. I'm at my invitation. Uh,
2: I'm sure. I'm sure you were invited. It's probably kind of like uh, those texts that TK sends you that you disregard.
3: Well, I can go. I got. I got Ben in here. Sure. I can go back and see if that was an invitation lost. It would.
2: It was a physical. Like through the mail
3: invitation. Oh, that's probably why. Yeah. It's in my trash, unfortunately. <laughs> so I had to Why start, would it go into your trash? Because I had to start throwing all my mail away. Because uh, there's nobody sending
2: me stuff that's important. I that would always. Oh, mean like a Bar mitzvah invitation from a co worker?
3: Well, th- he sees me every week. He could have told me in person. Oh, uh, this so, is also so true. So I was getting so much mail at the house that people started sending stuff to sign. So about four or five years ago, I said, "Hey, just take it right to the dumpster," because if it's something important, they would call my girl Krista, who handles my life. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Krista Guthrie. Uh, but yeah, I was getting I was getting like boxes and boxes of crap because people think I'm going to sign stuff on my off time. So I made a deal with the post office: Hey, take this stuff right to the trash. Don't even bring it to the house. Because they're like, Mister Parker, you get a lot of mail. I said, Yeah, these. So
2: are- any anything. Going through the mail gonna go is going to go immediately trash. going into the trash. Yes,
3: sir. What a concept, Ernie! You can't be sent like you know. I always sign autographs and take it's, pictures. It's everything. Everything. That's nothing important coming to my house. Bills? I gotta. They go to Christie. Okay. But I can't be having all that crap. Like, no, I'm not signing all this stuff. Now you know I'm gonna always sign autograph and take pictures if I meet you in public. You're right. But you can't be sending me stuff to the house. Yeah. That's going right in the trash. Yeah. Started like five years ago. So if you send anything to my house five years ago, go to the nearest landfill. You can find it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: hey, thanks Ben
2: Spatlic for the uh, for the great uh, 100th episode. Five wishes. Ten. <laughs> thanks to all those who called into uh, Chuck's uh, yeah, answering thank machine. You. And thank you, Chuckster. This has been this has been awesome, and, and it just continues. We have a hundred episodes of That's the Steam nice. Room. I'm gonna
3: get President Obama it, on here. Well, you do you do that. I told you, you do that. Yeah, I'm still, your love. Pick it I up know. a little bit.
2: I'm still I'm still uh, holding out hope that Jason
3: Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, oh, yeah. will join us. Well, you know, he got free time now because the show is over, right? Awesome though. Yeah, they, it was but, it was incredible. Yeah,
2: it would be it would be wonderful to be able to speak yeah, to it him. Ain't about, like he
3: got anything else to do right now.
2: Uh, I wouldn't on, I, wouldn't, Jason I can... wouldn't know what somebody's schedule is. Well, he got
3: know. no show now, so he's unemployed. Probably working on something. Probably has
2: several projects in the hopper. Well, that's probably true.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, that's a lie. They've been on strike, but they're off. Yeah, well, they just got off, so he's been free. So he yeah. got nothing to hopper. Doesn't
2: mean you can't think while you're okay. while you're not working well Shaq does it excellent point that's the Steam Room episode 100 and we will continue season 5 next week Thanksgiving week think of things you're thankful for Chuckster let's run through some things we're thankful for next week on the uh, Thanksgiving edition
3: of the Steam Room let's do it yeah think hard about that I don't have to think hard about it I'm thinking about them two deep fried turkeys for baby K's